The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. 1420 in the morning for this February the 10th, 2023. Thanks. Thank you for letting us be a part of your day. Uh, as always, six days a week here at 1420 in the morning. Anyways, uh, today's show is brought to you by Manscaped and manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420SCAPED and get uh, 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com today. All your men's personal grooming needs, not just razors. They got all kinds of stuff there at Manscaped. Uh, remember, we're part of the Belly Up Network. There's a bunch of great shows there. Uh, go to Belly Up and Friends. Actually, just subscribe to that plays different podcasts throughout the day and throughout the weekend so make sure you subscribe to that over the weekend and uh, get us in your ears at as much as you can and thank you very much to belly up uh, sports network and belly up media for having us be a part of their uh, of their network our, our downloads are through the roof uh it's, it's kind of get going crazy here around the world headquarters and things are going really well anyways um Every once in a while, I get down these uh, YouTube rabbit holes about wrestling, and I start watching the old all the shoot interviews. Uh, you, you watch the shows like Tales from the Territory and Beyond the Mat and Dark Side of the Ring, and it brings back a lot of memories of days when I used to really when I used to watch wrestling, and I was a diehard at one point in my uh, in my fledgling youth i guess you could say back in the early 80s and to mid 80s and not as much into the 90s as i was playing hockey and the likes so i didn't have as much time on my hands but back in the the uh the early 80s especially uh even back to 1979 i can remember the the early days i think it was on cfcn tv or whatever it was whatever global is now channel two and seven ed whalen and stampede wrestling was my uh my one that i really watched this was before we got cable tv but so um the Stampede Wrestling days, it was something else to watch and something to behold. And the way that it, that it was done, and you look back on it now, like I said, watching these YouTube videos, and how it was done and how it was so believable. Yes, I was five, I understand that, but it was it's on and on and on. You kind of knew that it was fake, but you didn't really know. And the, the hatred and the, the, the storylines out without would ensue, and the different characters and gimmicks that, that, were, that were around back then. And you, you just, you, you marvel at how it was done. And how they kept kept everything hush hush a little bit, and how these guys would t- would travel from territory to territory. They come in for a, sh- a short stretch, cause a bunch of havoc, or do some good. The good guy would beat the bad guy, bad guy would beat the good guy, and then it would, it would they would move on to the next storyline. And how these things would uh, th- th- how the, these stories would just progress week after week, and from town to town, and how they would do it with with minimal technology and everything else. And there was no internet obviously back then, so you th- you really had to watch it. Yes, there was wrestling magazines but you had to watch it and follow it week in, week out. And you, the emotion that was behind these wrestling stories back in the day, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable how, how they got it to be so believable. Yes, I was five, but I'm, but later on when I got a little bit older and how you just go, you, 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 there were some guys you had a definite hatred for. And people who said that they knew it was fake 100% of the time, they're lying. They're actually lying because nobody actually knew. We'll get to that a little bit later on in this morning's show. But the, 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 the characters that, that really stuck out to me when I was a younger guy, uh, that, that couldn't happen today, and there's no way that it would be allowed to happen today. There was there was different undertones that that 
the the uh, I don't want to say can- cancel culture, but just how things are nowadays. I'm not condoning the behavior of, of the early early 80s, late 70s. It's uh, definitely there were some things that are that are definitely wrong compared to how we do things today and how how uh, people's feelings do matter and what you say does matter. And you can't just go around saying whatever you want to say. But back in the in the 80s, I remember the the the, the racial undertones. There was a guy by the name of Gamma Singh, and then uh, Makan Singh. He let, he gave up his Canadian or American citizenship, and he became a, a Pakistani. They had the Karachi vice uh, and the like, and b- back then, and it was so well done. And how G- Gamma Singh was a, a bad guy the entire time, and how the, the crowds in Calgary on television and right across uh, right across Alberta and Western Canada in the United States, how the crowds would, would uh, and I'm going to say something that, that that they said back then. I'm not I'm not saying what they what. Uh, that, that, that I say this now by any means, but the go home packy chants were, were astonishing back then. And you didn't realize it was wrong uh, but back then because it was just part, part of the, the culture and how things like that wouldn't be allowed today. And, and, and they, they shouldn't, but how they got people so riled up and how they put themselves out there in front of these crowds on a nightly basis. It was, it's absolutely amazing to watch the, Like I said, these old, these old YouTube videos and, and how they, they made the, the crowd work against them and the good guys and bad guys. And they, they call them heels and baby faces. But I, I think that should only be allowed for the wrestlers to say those kind of things. But it's, it's amazing to, 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 to look back and how it all worked and how they got, like I said, these storylines to work on, on a nightly basis from town to town. Uh, I remember like the, how they would do things here in, in Southern Alberta. Uh, they would have a show every once in a while on a Thursday night in Lethbridge, I think twice a month kind of deal. And they would, they would rehearse their Thursday night show. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't te- televised and it wasn't taped at all. It was, they, they would rehearse it here on, on Thursday nights. And then Fridays they would do it at the pavilion in Calgary. And then they, they would, they would uh, broadcast it on Saturday afternoons and you kind of go, Hey, I saw that on Thursday night in Lethbridge all of a sudden. And then, and then you saw it again on TV. So that's when it kind of go, oh, okay, this is where the work is in. This is where it's kind of starting to to make sense. So, but you didn't know like if it, that was just the way it went, right? And and it was amazing to watch how these guys uh, would would beat the hell out of their bodies. And you, and you see all these guys. I mean, for for years now, these guys have been passing away. And you see Hulk Hogan's in failing health now on his back. And he, I read somewhere he has to walk with a cane now. And you're you're, you're surprised he made it this long uh, without having to do that because the, the amount of work these guys would put in, and for the amount of money that they weren't making, it's it's amazing. The guys were doing it for 30, 40 bucks a night. And then you look back, you go, yeah, because we only had to pay seven, eight bucks to get in, five bucks to get in. I remember there was one we got ringside seats in Fort McLeod, and I think in like nineteen eighty eight for. 10 bucks, 10, 15 bucks, whatever it was. Right. So, and there's only 200 people in the building or whatever it was. So these guys weren't making any money, but they portrayed these flamboyant lifestyles and that they, they had, that they had the world by the balls and how they would do it. And it's amazing to see that, that how it all came together and how it all worked. And it's too bad that uh, it, uh, it came out the way it did. Like the, the wrestling magazines and how you wouldn't be able to see guys on TV, especially where I was, we didn't have uh, satellite TV. So you, if somebody had it, you would watch different wrestling, wrestling shows from different territories and you got comparing well this guy was a good guy and that guy was a bad guy and how this guy would beat that guy and how this wrestling was fake and then this one wasn't because how well it was done uh you look at guys like the dynamite kid how he was just so polarizing and so he was a smaller guy until he got on the steroids and the whole bit but you you, you look at a guy like dynamite kid how he would fly around the ring and, and the, the, the amazing things he would do to his body and to other people and and the hatred that he had in his voice and the 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 the, the the bad guy attitude. Now he turned into a good guy at one point in stampede wrestling with J.R. Foley and Foley's army and, and the like. And it was amazing to, to watch that. And the, the feuds he had with bad news, 
Bad News Allen, I'll always call him, he was Bad News Brown, the World Wrestling Federation, but the, the feud he had with Bad News Allen flying around the ring and Bret Hart and, and, and the like and the Hart brothers. I was never a big Bruce Hart fan. I thought he was a bit of an idiot. And then Keith Hart, he was pretty silent, but Bret Hart, how great he was. And then later on, obviously, Owen Hart and his greatness and the, the Stampede Wrestling Territory. And we were fortunate enough to watch that back when, when I was younger. And it was amazing to watch the, the, the storylines. Another storyline I, I remember vaguely, and I, I and I I couldn't, I couldn't remember a lot about it because it was like 1979 or 1980. Exotic Adrian Street played the homosexual, very flamboyant character. Um, that, how that would definitely not be allowed today. You couldn't have a, a straight guy playing a, a, a homosexual person. It just wouldn't be allowed. And then the way that uh, the homophobic uh, slurs and the homophobic uh, undertones of the storylines and the gimmicks that, that they had, that, wouldn't, that would definitely not be allowed today. But it, it worked. And there was definite uh, disdain amongst the crowd towards uh, exotic Adrian Street and the way he had, uh, the way he pretended to kiss guys and get them all flustered and everything else. And you just couldn't do that nowadays. But it, but back then, how th those these gimmicks worked on a nightly basis, and he th these guys would go from territory to territory and get crowds riled up. Try to win the title, or whatever it was in their in in their area. Like here, it was the uh, the North American Heavyweight Championship was the big one, right? And whoever had that, and then at Stampede Week, they bring in the World Champion like Harley Race or Nick Bockwinkle. I remember him coming. He was the AWA Champion. I remember him coming around here in about eighty two, eighty three, and. Uh, he whoever had the title would get that match and everything else and it was always so well done you always thought that your guy would end up winning the world title and then they, they never would right but it was just always you always had that thought that your guy and the, your, your your favorite guy was going to win one and it was amazing to watch it was always so fun the one that were kind of where things went a little bit sideways uh, in the stampede territory was the uh, the, the storyline where Bad News Allen was teamed up with Archie the Stomper Goldie. There's a name for you, right? And uh, uh, Bad News Allen ended up uh, turning on Archie Stomper Goldie, and then they had his this fake uh, his fake son Jeff Goldie, I think his name was, and they pile drive drove him into the, the concrete floor and it paralyzed the whole bit. And the, the feud that ensued, and Ed Whalen, ring a ding dong dandy, he ended up quitting. Uh, he couldn't believe because he wasn't in on what was going on that night and the violence that ensued that night and people in the crowd were, were ready to tear uh, bad news Allen apart and, and everything else and, and it was just crazy how that thing all turned out and how how they they weren't even allowed to, to, to do the show in calgary anymore because it got so violent so so the uh, athletic commission in calgary actually suspended them they, they couldn't do their shows in the pavilion so the way it turned out they uh they ended up losing money because of this because this thing turned out so well and this storyline worked so well that they ended up losing money and they couldn't they couldn't um benefit from it or profit from it because everybody believed what what actually happened that night and it was it was an amazing thing to watch and it, I, no i i definitely miss the, the days of stampede wrestling and i go to get down these rabbit holes all the time you can tell my voice i'm getting a little excited i could talk about this stuff for hours and how it all turned out but i remember the, the davy boy smith the dynamite kid when they went to, to, to the wwf and all of a sudden they were these great big steroided up great big dudes and they came back to to stampede and yeah it was it was amazing to watch I, I love watching these like i said these old wrestling shoot uh, videos and talking about how they how they did it on a night a week in week out basis it's uh it was absolutely amazing the way that the undertones of these storylines how you couldn't get away with that now and how these guys uh weren't making any money just going from town to town some of them made a little bit of money but most didn't and how they beat their bodies up just for the the enjoyment of uh, for fans and everything else and like honky tonk man he's got some great shoot videos out there but anyways that's my uh that's my uh, happy talk for the day. Actually, uh, 
speaking of a trip down memory lane tonight, I'm going to the uh, Lethbridge Hurricanes game, and they're celebrating the 40th, uh, 40 year anniversary of the Lethbridge Broncos uh, championship back in 1983. Uh, so I'm going back to the old sports specs, going back to the days of back then. I, I was at that game in 83, uh, April, April of 83, April or May. Uh, it was May, May, when they beat the Portland Winterhawks. And I get, get to go to that game tonight, and they're going to have a bunch of the old, uh, get the guaranteed they'll be Sutters there. Rich and Ron played in that team. Ivan Crook, uh, he was number 10, I believe, on that team back in 19, 1983. And those those uh, Bronco teams, they were uh, was I was nine years old. Now I was we didn't miss many games back then. It was going to be interesting to see what players come back. And the the trip down memory lane tonight is going to be uh, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, should be a uh, should be a good one for sure. And anyways, on this day, so I got on this wrestling thing. Anyways, today uh, on this day in 1989. Uh, the then WWF admits that pro wrestling is an exhibition and not a sport in New, New Jersey court alive, breaking the hearts of men, women, and children around the world that it came out that Vince McMahon actually said that this is fake, it's not real, it's it's not a real deal. So it's just one of those things that you, uh, you always kind of knew, but then Vince McMahon, that he made it, so then they wouldn't have to pay certain th- certain fees. I can't remember what the whole story was, but in 1989, they, it uh, the the kayfabe was over, and all of a sudden it was told that it was a uh, it was a a fake things. Uh, also, congrats to uh, my niece's husband. I don't, I don't know what that's called. I, it doesn't matter. Anyways, my niece's husband, Josh Hunter Duvar. Uh, one of his dreams for for years, I guess I read it yesterday, was to uh, start his own company. They started. Uh, they, Nayada Designs, I think I said it right, Josh. I'm sorry if I didn't get back to me if I, if I didn't say it right. Say it right but Nayada D- Designs, they started their company yesterday. They got their website up and going. They got some lightweight backpacks. They're starting to have other things on that website for hikers, for the, the camping enthusiasts and, and the like. So congratulations to uh, Joshua and and his partner. We'll get this, uh, we'll get the link up on our show description today. So congratulations to Josh and and your partner for getting this, uh, getting your, your lifelong dream up and going. Uh, be sure you guys sign up to the Daily Buzz as well. Uh, on our website, have th- uh, articles that come up every day. Every day we get something up there. It'll be in your email every morning. Make sure you guys sign up for that on the 1420 website that's up and up and going. Josh, congratulations on your on your company and getting things going. Hopefully uh, it goes well. Don't uh, don't don't think any dreams too crazy because I've been doing this thing for two and a half years now and things are starting to uh, to really starting to work out for us here at 1420 World Headquarters. Things are, are it's a lot of fun getting this, this stuff out to you. Josh, once again, congratulations. Watch some wrestling. Listen to our show. Uh, Subscribe to Belly Up and Friends. Uh, go to Manscaped. Uh, and uh, as always, if you're going to a game this weekend, uh, make sure you go to um, SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today. Anyways, fun show today, guys. I wish I could talk wrestling more. Maybe I'll find a, a wrestling enthusiast just to have him on the show and we can BS about the old Stampede Wrestling days and the like and uh, and have a, a few chats about how well, it, how well it was done. Anyways, 1420 in the morning. And remember, everybody, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Keith said something to maybe an executive. Maybe that's maybe that's it. He yeah. said something to a to an NFL executive, an NFL network executive, and she was like, "What? The, do you?" Maybe she pulled. Do you know who I am? Because Michael Irvin might pull that. I mean, yeah. everybody does, right? All maybe it was Roger Goodell's wife. Yeah. Do you know who I am? He's like, I don't give a fuck who you're. I'm Michael Irvin. I'm like, do you know who I am? Apparently, you do know who I am. So was that, that yeah, yeah. was that pissing match and see you later. Yeah. It, you know that's that's that makes the most maybe, sense. Maybe that's the one. I think that, we just saw, I think we just solved the problem. Yeah, that this woman herself 
was very high powered or she was uh she's the companion of someone else very high powered in the in the NFL pantheon. Yeah. Like so uh cuz cuz what because if he's coming back from drinks with her boys like she's she's in the lobby herself at at 12 yeah, whatever. like so like so she's just got back from a function or maybe she's going to a function i don't know like i don't know how the 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 hoity-toity of the nfl upper crust rolls at super bowl week i imagine they can go to as many parties as they want is what i'm guessing and there's a lot of big dick swingers men and women in Glendale, Arizona this week. And and if you say the wrong thing to the the wrong person or even the right thing to the wrong person, you're gonna find yourself looking for work. Oh man, I can just like how quick that can change, hey. Like it's just and like if he said something that wasn't appropriate, then it's then it's you know, then see you later. But if it was something that was like whatever, like then it's it, it's such a fine line. It, it it's such a fine line. I, I'm not gonna I don't want to be the anti-cancel culture guy you know what i mean like but it's just it's a fine